Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. This is going to be another solo episode featuring yours truly, but I I actually enjoy these, and I have a lot to talk about, been playing a lot, been thinking a lot about the game, so I am going to be sharing that with you. I'm curious, let me know how you feel about me doing these on a consistent basis. Maybe not necessarily replacing a traditional episode that I have a guest and we talk about the game, but would you be interested in hearing from me on a consistent basis in this format? I like the idea of making videos. I like the idea of creating other content. I don't want that to get in the way of the actual podcast, though, because obviously I know you enjoy the podcast, and I think that I would like to be sharing my progress on a regular basis, and I would like to find a good way to do that. So if you feel like this is valuable, if you enjoy hearing these episodes, please let me know because I will start making them on a more regular basis, maybe not necessarily an hour long, but in some kind of format. So let me know what you think. I would love to know. One thing that I would like to do with these episodes as well is just give updates about people in the community, things that are going on in the community, and just things that are going on in the Discord, other stuff that we have planned, other stuff that I have going on that people that aren't in the Discord yet might like to know about and maybe join the Discord. We have a couple people that just hit champ for the first time, Justin M and Waffle, so congratulations to those guys for hitting champ for the first time. If I miss you and you have made a significant increase in your rank, I would love to know about that. People have been sharing those in the podcast or excuse me, in the discord on a consistent basis. I would love to be able to celebrate you here on the podcast as well. So make sure that I know, make sure that everybody in the discord knows, because that's, that's what it's all about. Making, making that progress, moving up in the ranks and starting to get better at the game. So be sure to share that. And if you want some people to celebrate with, if you want somebody to just ask questions to, the activity and the number of people that are chatting on a consistent basis and talking about training packs, talking about what they're working on and talking about how their games are going is up and up on a consistent basis in the Discord. So come join the Booster Club. We would love to have you. Speaking of the Booster Club, one other thing that I have mentioned before that I would like to reiterate is that we are hopping into the Indie Gaming League. We are going to, our, well, I already started a franchise. We have a few teams, one of them featuring me with a couple of other people that I know. We also have one team that I think is in Division 2, which is C3 to GC1. I think there are a couple people that are also working on a diamond and platinum to diamond level team. There are some people that are interested in the platinum to diamond level that are that are wanting to put together a team. So if that is something that interests you, getting into some competitive play, getting into a consistent league that happens every week and being and playing with the same people on a consistent basis. We are putting that together. So I would love to have more teams. I think it would be cool to be able to talk about games, talk about series and what went well, what didn't go well, and work with people and have consistent conversations with everybody that is participating in the franchise about how we can improve and do better as teams and as a franchise. So if that's something that interests you, it's for all ranks anywhere from silver, bronze, all the way up to champ two, champ three, GC, all, all the way up. 
So if that is something that interests you as well, come on down, come join us, and and we'd love to have you and find a team that you could be a part of or find some people that you could join. All right, so let's get into my game and how I am doing right now, the things that I'm working on, the things that I'm thinking. The big thing for me, and I, I've said this before when I've done this, I've been playing a lot of casual games. I have been hopping into more ranked Right now, my MMR is right around 1330, 1320. I was down in 1290 earlier today. I started the day at 1330, went all the way down to 1290. I mean, that's only losing like four or five games. And then I got back up to 1330 or 1340. So as I've said before on the podcast, when I've had guests, MMR is a swing. It is not a standard place that you just live. And I am definitely swinging right now so where that is is it's like div 2 and champ 3 definitely still i'm i'm happy to be consistently playing at a high champ 2 champ 3 level the first few seasons of rocket league free to play i was sitting in champ 1 i would go down to diamond 3 i haven't really dipped down below this champ 2 level though i guess they did lower the mmr but my MMR is staying higher. I think for most of season one and season two, I did stick in the mid to low 1200s, maybe sneaking up to the high 1200s. So being in the mid 1300s, pushing on my way, getting closer to the new GC around 1440 is something that I'm happy about. So what are the things that I'm looking at right now in terms of my gameplay that are in need of improvement? One of the big things I'm finding, especially as I'm trying to play faster, and I guess that is the first thing that really comes to mind in terms of what I'm trying to do is play faster. And I I know that I covered playing faster and I talked a little bit about my thoughts about playing faster on an earlier podcast. And that is something that I'm still thinking about a lot. And, And the one thing that kind of advances that playing fast and I actually made a mistake in the last game that I played with my friends tonight is when I'm playing faster part of that playing faster is also being a little bit more conservative on the attempts that I take on the ball so part of that fast play is making quick decisions and making sure that I'm not committing myself so that I can continue to carry my momentum so that I can stay in control of my car so that I can move around the field swiftly. Because if I am challenging a ball, if I'm challenging somebody that is coming towards me or if the ball is in the air, if I make a challenge, most likely I'm going to lose a lot of momentum once I get down back onto the ground or I land on the wall or I'm going to be on the opposite side of the ball. I'm going to be in front of the ball and have to catch up to the play if my challenge didn't go well or didn't actually stop the play. Anytime you challenge, you can pretty much assume that you're going to be losing momentum. You're going to be losing a little bit of control on your car. And really, that's why I think that's that's one thing that I notice a lot of higher level players do better than me and do better than players that are below them is that they keep control of their car. The more control you have of your car, the longer you have control of your car, the more that you are 
able to do in the play. And I've noticed when watching replays, one thing that they do to keep control of their car is just to not go for the ball as often. And they are getting around the field faster. They are getting into the right position on a more consistent basis because they are in a position, if the ball comes to them, they're trying to go where they think the ball is going. And then if the ball doesn't actually go there, well, then they don't just go for the ball anyways, or they don't try and make that position work. They just find a new position. In this last game that I was playing tonight with my friends, we were in overtime and our opponents were doing all of these double touches and, and floating after the ball and weren't necessarily doing anything that was threatening our net immediately. And I got caught up in it and they were kind of floating down, got a touch on our back wall and then it bounced off and they got another little touch that both of those touches were inconsequential, but I challenged one of the touches that I didn't necessarily need to go for on our back wall and that took me out of the play because he got another really quick touch and then the ball just kind of trickled in front of our net and their last man was able to come in and score the ball and I didn't we didn't have a defender that was ready to challenge after I went because he was still rotating back and so we lost the game it's this and I think the easy way to put this is to not panic and for me, when I'm playing against GCs, when I'm playing against higher level players, it's something that I have to get used to because GC1s, GC2s, GC3s can do a lot more with the ball than your average champ one, your average champ two. So I might be able to go for the ball against a champ two at a certain time, but a GC2 or a GC3 or even a GC1 is going to get maybe one extra touch, one extra or two little touches, especially when they're so close to our back wall that I wouldn't normally anticipate. And so I get to be a little bit more patient in that position that I'm in and wait till I have to go or I have the opportunity to go. And that's something that I'm still working on and still adjusting myself for when I get into those games. And at the same time, I'm still thinking about playing fast. I'm still thinking about trying to move around the field more effectively. So having this kind of pull from both sides of my mind of play fast and be patient is something that I'm continuing to work on and sometimes when I'm playing with my friends, I'm not necessarily focused on, okay, what am I going into this game to improve on? What are the things that I need to do? Or what are the things that I'm going to be working on as I'm playing this game, you know, playing fast and playing effective and making good decisions. That being said, even though I did lose that game, I feel like my decision making is getting better. My speed around the field is getting better and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm making progress in these areas that I'm really focusing on right now. The thing about making progress in the speed and the decision making is now that, of course, as you improve in one thing, holes in your game start to show up in other places. I am winning games. I've been able to move up and rank a little bit. I feel like I'm improving. And one thing that I'm noticing now is that I'm extremely 
okay, I'm going to give myself a little bit of grace. I'm not extremely ineffective. I'm not as effective as I would like to be on the ball when I have an actual opportunity or attempt on the ball. I turn. I have a tendency to turn the ball over a lot or just get one touch, hitting it back down the field. So I am focusing on trying to start a dribble or take the ball up the wall or not necessarily hit the ball the, the first time that it bounces in front of me. Sometimes I will let it bounce a couple times and I'll take it to my back wall or I'll take it to my corner and then see what I can do with it from there. One thing that I've noticed that I really get to work on is being closer to the play. And this is really tricky for me and this is this is something that I'm really starting to learn and and one thing that I would say as I've been ranking up and has been extremely counterintuitive to how I've ranked up in the past. Usually when I rank up and I can remember all the way back in 2018 when I hit champ for the first time, the way that I did that was play very conservative, play back, wait for everybody to make their mistakes, and then I would come in and clean up or just let my teammates do all the scoring and do all of the offensive things and then just kind of stay back and be ready so that nothing bad happened or the ball went over our head, things of that nature. I'm I'm working on getting away from that. I'm I will say that I'm tired of watching other people play the more aggressive game. If I had my choice, I would be controlling the ball a lot, air dribbles, flip resets, ceiling shots, really instigating the offense and and controlling the ball and doing some of the more fancy things. Like I want to be scoring the fancy goals. I want to be hitting the double touches. I want to be hitting the reads off the back wall and getting these nice goals. And I haven't been doing that. I would like to be doing more of that. And so I am trying to inject myself more into a rotation. I'm trying to inject myself more into the game and stay close. And especially as I've been playing with my friends, uh, I should, I'm, I was about to say more and more, but I continue to play with them on a regular basis and have for years. I, I noticed that they are always kind of up in the game and I'm always kind of back watching them play. And so now I am trying to inject myself more into that rotation. I'm trying to stay in the play. I'm trying to stay up on the front, our offensive side of the field, especially when we have pressure. I'm trying to rotate in when I have an opportunity to rotate in. And then when I see the play falling apart or I see that I'm going to need to get back and I'm in that back position, I go ahead and get back. And that's been the real big key for me is really paying attention and learning more about when I can be up, when I can be aggressive and how to be aggressive, and then when I need to get back and when I need to be farther back. It, it really takes, and it's hard to describe, especially because I'm so new at it, there is a lot of nuance to when you can be a part of the play or shat, not shadow a play, but closely trail a play, I guess I could say, so that you can be ready to continue the play if that happens or if the ball goes off the opponent's backboard, be ready for a touch there. It's really learning about, okay, looking at a situation, looking at whatever is happening in the moment in a game of Rocket League, what is possible? What is, if if the challenge happens here, if there's a 50-50 here, what is possible so that I can react to it immediately and continue the play in the favor of my team? Or if both of my teammates are close to the ball and my, you know, there's the guy on the ball, there's the guy trailing the play or setting up in the mid maybe to try and get a shot 
where am I going to be if he if my teammate that has the ball gets challenged where is he gonna go or where is the ball gonna go that isn't the middle that I can be set up and ready to go so thinking about that the most likely alternative to the ball going to the middle is it getting cleared along the sidewall so I want to set up a little bit farther back from my teammate if the ball comes back towards the wall over my teammate so that I can continue the play. And here's the really interesting thing about that, and this is something that I've been doing for so, so long in Rocket League, is say that is exactly what happens. My teammate is going down the side, I have a teammate in the middle of the field ready for a pass, and I'm trailing along the side behind my teammate ready for a clear. Let's say that the ball does get cleared back to the corner, comes along the wall right to me, what do I do in that situation? Well, I try and just hit the ball back into the middle. But by the time I hit the ball back into the middle, let's say it bounces once and I slam it right into the corner and then it goes into the middle of the field, what has happened? My teammate who was originally in the corner has rotated out because his time in the play is done. My other teammate that was in the middle of the field has backed off a little bit because now that play has kind of fallen apart and he's no longer in the middle. And so I'm hitting it to the middle and I'm basically giving the ball back to my opponents. So even though I'm trying to continue the play to keep the play going by hitting it back into the middle, by hitting it back into the middle, basically what I'm doing is turning the ball over. Now, here's the next here's the next step of that is now I'm thinking about, okay, instead of just hitting the ball back into the middle every time by letting the ball bounce and then using that bounce to hit a power shot into the middle, and some of that hitting the ball back into the middle is purely because I get to the ball late. So instead of being able to control the ball, really my only option is to hit the ball back into the middle, which is just an immediate turnover. Take a second to think about in your games how often you hit the ball to the middle after your teammate has already tried to center the ball once and there's not actually a teammate there for you to hit the ball to. I would say that that has happened many, many, many times in my games and has not necessarily done me any favors. So that's something that I'm thinking about. And now getting back to getting to the ball late is that when that ball is coming back from the center of the field on our opponent's side back to the corner and then back to me, I'm getting there a little bit late. So I can't use that bounce to catch the ball. I can't use that bounce off the corner to catch the ball or try and take the ball up the wall or something like that or being back far enough where I can catch the ball on the second bounce. And so my only option is to hit the ball back in the middle or to get some shot that isn't really effective. But I guess an argument could be made that I could just try and hit the ball high in the corner, not necessarily to try and get the ball into the middle, but just delay a little bit so that I and my team can reset to continue our offensive push instead of just giving the team a nice, the opponent team, a nice pass to the middle so that they can just clear the ball straight directly towards our goal. I mean, how many goals are scored because the team that is on offense at the time sends the ball to the middle, but there's nobody there and somebody just comes right out of goal with a lot of momentum and hits the ball all the way across the field 
into your net because there was nobody all the way back. There's one person in the corner. There's one person rotating, maybe trying to get the mid boost. And then it all just falls apart, even though you felt like you had all the momentum. So going back to what I'm thinking about in this situation is I am trying to start getting better. I'm starting to learn that I get to be in places faster so that I can take I can actually take possession of the ball so that I can actually, you know, do something with the ball instead of just hit it. A lot of times in my games right now, still consistently, I'm getting to the ball and you wouldn't consider this necessarily at my level or ranks lower than mine that I'm quote unquote getting to the ball late. If I'm able to hit the ball towards my opponent's side of the field, most people would consider that an achievement. Most people would consider that a move in the right direction. As you move up in the ranks, I want to be able to get the ball and actually do something with it. Take it up the wall, start an air dribble, start a normal dribble, get a pass to one of my teammates, get a very clear, effective touch that is purposeful instead of just driving up to the ball and hitting it. And that is not something that I'm necessarily good at. It's something that I am getting more and more clear now that I get to work on. And this is where going back to playing fast and also being close to the play or being more effective in reading what is actually going to happen or getting an idea of what's going to happen instead of being reactive is really important because to play fast or being able to play fast and make those quick decisions keeps you from going after something that you shouldn't be going after. Again, kind of elaborating on that, instead of just touching the ball to touch the ball, think more about, I want to touch the ball to start a possession, to hit the ball where my opponents are on a really good clear, or if my opponents are giving me space, try and start a possession by dribbling the ball or off the bounce starting an air dribble, something that I can actually turn into something effective for my team instead of just hitting the ball all the way down the field. And sometimes a big clear is extremely effective if you need some breathing room to be able to gather yourself, get some boost, and recollect before another offensive attack happens by your opponents instead of just everybody being on zero boost. And again, being really particular about the attempts that you take on the ball and understanding how much threat your team is under is so critical because if you are not in a very good place to start a possession or get a good challenge, then if, if your goal is not under immediate threat, there's no reason you can't rotate back-to-back -back post or rotate somewhere else so that you can reset yourself, gain control of your car, and really have a good opportunity to challenge or start something going. You don't have to touch the ball every single time you're close to the ball just because you want to touch the ball. Yeah, touching the ball is great. Touching the ball feels really good. And learning how to touch the ball effectively instead of touching the ball is fantastic. It really takes it up another level. And that's where I'm at right now is taking a step back and saying, okay, it's not just good enough to touch the ball or make an attempt on the ball every single time it comes by me. I really want to be 
doing something with the ball. I want to be getting the ball, beating an opponent or winning a challenge or getting a good pass or getting a really good clear that goes all the way down the field. Or as SLK Lewis said in a past episode is being ready for my teammates clear being in that general area of where I think a clear might come so that I can continue that clear so that I can be a continuation of the play and move the ball down the field. That's that's the big step for me right now as a mid champ three player is taking these skills that I've learned and really adding on to the idea of continuing a play, being able to beat my opponents and move the ball down the field in a way that my team can effectively continue on in the game instead of just hitting the ball or, you know, not even not even hitting the ball, not even close to being effective, just literally touching the ball. It might not go in any, like, just it's completely purposeless if it just touches and goes to the wall or you know it might even go towards the opponent's side but if one of my opponents is already there if I'm hitting the ball right at one of my opponents and then they're able to take a possession or clear the ball down the field my teammates might not be ready for it and then it's really just a touch that doesn't do anything for us at all. I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to decrease the amount of touches that are basically just turnovers. I don't want to turn over the ball. I don't want to give the ball back to my opponents immediately without trying to make a dribble or without trying to create some kind of offensive opportunity for my team before that happens. I'm trying to up my level of efficiency so that I can be a more effective teammate. And really what determines that is my ability to get quality touches. And as I am improving, as I'm going up in the ranks, that gets more difficult because players are playing faster. One thing that I've noticed in my games is that I am able to stay in the play. I have been able to get those touches and now my touches are not very effective. I don't have very good control of my car when I'm trying to make some touches. And so now that practice, my focus is becoming while trying to play fast and trying to be a part of the play is how do I up my ability to get quality touches on a consistent basis. So now I am going back to Poquito's ground shots. I'm going back to the gold to platinum pack by a Baton 15 that I've worked on a lot and I'm just trying to do it faster. I'm playing, I'm working on a moderate aerial training pack and I'm just trying to do it faster. I'm working on advanced aerials and I'm just doing it faster. I'm doing all the packs that I'm working on. I'm trying to do them faster and not just faster, not just getting to the ball faster, holding down my boost and going as fast as I can. I'm working on learning how to get the right touch on the ball for the kind of shot that I want to execute. And then I'm trying to do that on a consistent basis. Or I'm trying to do that, you know, three out of five times. I'm trying to do it five out of five times. And these are shots that I will work on, you know, for a half an hour or 45 minutes. And it might just be one shot, it might be three or four shots, but I'm working on them over and over and over again, and then flipping the side and then doing it five, six, I mean, not 
five or six, more like 50 or 60 times again. And I'm really focusing on, yes, I'm focusing on going fast, but I'm really trying to right now as a player that is trying to get better at these touches, really honing in on the little spots of the ball that I get to focus on to be able to get the right kind of touch. And to add on to that idea of getting the right kind of touch is learning how the ball bounces in different situations so that I can be ready for those bounces when they happen in a game, whether that's off the back wall or off the side wall, and then how I control my car at a high pace so that I can do something effective with it. And I think that's what it's all about. And you know, some somebody in the Discord has asked me a few times, and, and I think we've just, I mean, we always talk about getting better, right? And T. Bates said something about this, and I'm not sure if Lewis said something about this as well. You know, if you go into a chat room of an SSL streamer or a pro streamer, and you you say just, you give them the general question of, how do I get better at this game? How do I rank up in Rocket League? Well, you just get better. And there is some reality to that. Like there, there is some, I can't think of the word. I, I don't find that to be an, I guess I will say that I don't find that to be an unreasonable answer. If you want to rank up in Rocket League, you, you do just get better. And how do you get better? Well, you just look at what you don't do well, and then you work on that. I remember... Back in the T-Bates episode, he said something about how he ranked up and how he got better at the game. He would watch some pro replays or he would watch squishy videos and then he would say, oh, well, to beat that opponent, they did that. And then he would go into free play or a training pack and then he would try to do that thing. He would see something in a pro game on RLCS and think, oh, well, they did that move and that was really effective. And then he would practice that thing. If you ask me, that is an extremely effective way to get better at the game of Rocket League. If you know there is something that you don't do very well, then just take the time to work on that. If you don't make every shot that you take, if you don't get strong touches when you hit the ball or when you're trying to hit the ball in your games, then find a pack that is working on some kind of shot and then work on that shot over and over and over again until you can hit that shot well. If there isn't a training pack or if you don't know of a training pack or if you're not getting an answer for someone in the booster club, then make a pack for yourself. Find a shot in a replay that you're like, man, I miss that all the time. And then go into custom training and set up five or six shots just like that for yourself and then work on that shot for an hour. Work on that shot for an hour and a half. And then I'm, I guarantee you, if you are actually spending some time thinking, okay, I screw this up and I screw this up by doing this, or this is the result that I'm getting and I don't like it, what could I try differently to actually get something that is like what I want? And try something different. 
One of the best skills that I have gained over the past six months of really training Rocket League more and working on my game to actually improve has just been the ability to analyze what I want and what I'm getting and asking myself what the difference is, what is what is not going well in the touches, what is not going well in the execution that I'm going for, and what is something else that I can try to make it better. I would say one clear and easy thing that you can work on, that anybody can work on to improve at the game of Rocket League is their shot accuracy. And that is Poquito's ground shots, that is moderate aerials, that is backboard therapy, that's a double touch playground, that's the gold to platinum pack by A. Baton's 15 that I work on on a on a consistent basis or have worked on and now I'm going back to it because I was able to improve my accuracy going at a certain speed of the game for touches that looked a certain way and now that I'm playing the game faster I can't make those touches as well anymore because the game is going at a faster pace I don't have as much time to set up a shot and the shots look different and so I get to improve my abilities at this new pace of play that I'm at so that I can keep up, so that I can get to the ball faster, so that I can control my car in different ways to be able to make these shots in a way that I, I didn't have to make them before. And I think, I think that's such a beautiful way of putting it is that as you go up the ranks, as you continue to improve, it's the same game, but the game just looks different. It's the same game, and at the same time, it's a different game. The shots look different. The shots, the touches look different. The opportunities look different because everybody's doing different things with the ball on the field. When you're in silver and gold, you know, you're just hoping to get a decently powered touch on the ball so that you can get it past your opponents because they really don't have that good of car control or I would assume that they don't have that good of car control I mean comparatively and I don't mean to throw shade on anybody I'm just assuming that the car control at silver and gold probably isn't as good as the car control at high champ for the sake of my argument so the shots that a silver and gold player are going to be getting in their games look a lot different and are a different kind of skill than the shots that a champ three or grand champ player is getting. And I say that because those are the games that I'm playing and I'm sure that they're different than the shots that a platinum player is getting and a diamond player is getting. So really, and, and this is just kind of something that's rolling off the top of my head, you could take this pack, this A. Baton's 15 gold to platinum pack, and you could work on it as a silver player and improve to a place that would get you all the way to platinum, I'm sure. And then once you get to platinum, you're playing those games, you're winning games, and then you get to platinum, and all of a sudden the games are just looking different. People are a little bit faster, they're hitting the ball maybe a little bit harder, a little bit more accurately, and now you don't have as much time to set up a shot maybe some of the shots that you've been taking that have been working for you in silver and gold are getting saved. And now you can go back to that same pack and say, okay, well, instead of just hitting the ball into the net, now I want to be able to aim the ball because there's usually somebody waiting in net, but 
I don't want to hit the ball right at them. I want to be able to hit the ball behind them, whether that's to the left or to the right. So now I'm going to take this pack and instead of just trying to hit the ball in the net with a little bit of a bounce, I'm going to try and hit the ball in the air and I want to learn how to hit the ball to the left and I want to learn how to hit the ball to the right when this ball is moving across the field. And so now you're taking that same pack and you're upgrading your training. You're upgrading your expectation for yourself. You're giving yourself a new skill to learn so that you can improve your level of play. You can improve what you're capable of. And then after you do that, you start scoring more goals again. You start using those skills that you've learned while you've been practicing that pack and you get through platinum, you go up through platinum and you get into diamond. And now in diamond, the accuracy is great, but your power just isn't there. Now what you need to learn is how to hit the ball hard or harder and maybe with a little bit more air because if the ball is in the air, it's harder to save. And so now you can go back to that same pack and try and think to yourself, okay, I've been hitting the ball to the left and now instead of just hitting it at 50 miles per hour, I want to see 60 miles per hour or instead of you know, 70 kilometers per hour, I want to see 90, I want to see 95 kilometers per hour on my shots. And I want to be able to hit it left, I want to be able to hit it right, I want to be able to hit it out of the air, I want to be able to hit this shot two or three seconds earlier than I normally would, so that I can get that power and I want to be able to get it fast. And that's the thing that I'm thinking about right now, is how do I get to the ball faster with good car control so that I can hit the ball effectively where I want to get it. And that isn't correlating into games yet on a consistent basis. I'm getting touches on the ball, but my touches might not be somewhere that I can follow. And now when I, especially when I go up into the air, when I go for an aerial, I'm trying to figure out how I can hit the ball where I actually want to hit it. And that takes a lot of car control at the speed that I'm going. And it's it's going to be a process that I am spending time with now. And it might take weeks. It might take, take months. I don't really know. But the fact that I have something that I can really focus on, that I can hone in on. Here's, here's a really good example. One thing that I've struggled with and one thing that I've noticed that I'm really weak with in terms of getting the right kind of touch on the ball is I would double jump over the ball on a consistent basis or I would double jump and then be coming down on the ball. And I think this is something that I've talked about before in the past. So now what I'm doing is learning how to read how high the ball is, what a single jump is capable of, what a double jump is capable of, and making sure that I get in line with the ball and then now a next step to go along with that is understanding how fast the ball is going or how hard the ball was hit. And is it already on a downward trajectory? Is it going up and going to be on a downward trajectory soon? If it's on that downward trajectory, do I need to be in line with the ball now and come down on it or a little bit? Or should I stay below the ball? Because by the time I get to the ball, it will be even with me. 
reading those vertical heights of the ball is not something that I've ever spent a lot of time getting comfortable with or starting to understand. And so now I'm taking my ability to read the ball, I'm testing my ability to read the ball and taking it even further so that when I get into a game, I'm able to read those balls off of the backboard, off of the sidewall, and trying to get there even faster so that I can beat my opponents and not just beat my opponents to the ball and get some kind of touch on it, but beat my opponents to the ball and get the ball around them so that I can continue momentum or create momentum towards the offensive side of the field. And that is a lot. I mean, it it's just a lot. It's really taking what I think about and how I look at the game to a whole nother level. And honestly, I'm really excited about it at the same time because it gives me something to think about. It gives me something to move towards. I haven't felt this motivated in Rocket League for a really long time because I feel like I haven't had something so clear to work on. I haven't had something that is out there that tells me and is is just so clear that, hey, I need to work on this. When I work on backboard reads, when I work on trying to go up for an aerial and get the right touch on the ball so that I can set up a double touch for myself, you know, I can do them, I can make it happen, and it's not consistent. There are those things, even when I'm working on this gold to platinum pack, you know, I can't do these shots every single time. I don't have the muscle memory, the perfect touch on these on a consistent basis where I'm like, okay, I have this down and I get into a game and then they happen every single time or I'm in free play and they happen every single time. It's very clear that these are still opportunities for me to grow and it's not that I can't do it. It's just that it's going to take more time. It's going to take some learning for me to get to a place where I do it on a consistent basis or or combine the skills of the speed of play plus the awareness of what's happening and then getting myself in the right position equal with the ball so that I can get those touches because I they just feel right. A perfect example of this is my air dribbles, whether it's off the wall or from the ground. That is something that I used to really struggle with and now I, I can set up an air dribble pretty well. I can get, you know, a good two or three touches on a consistent basis on an air dribble unless, of course, I'm, I'm bumped off of it by an opponent. And no, it doesn't come off the wall perfectly every single time. I'm not perfect yet. And maybe two out of five times I hit something where I can be effective with it. But that two out of five times in a game is a lot better than the zero out of five that I would get in free play before. Like my efficiency, my effectiveness in a game with those things has gone up. And if I catch, if there's an opportunity on a ball in a game for me to try and start an air dribble in the air, I can actually get close to doing that. Again, is it perfect every single time? No, but do I understand what I have to do with my car and where I have to hit the ball to get close to actually making that happen? Yes, and that's all come from the practice and learning what it looks like, learning what it feels like, and, and putting in the time to just grind out that muscle memory, to grind out those feelings, to understand what it is like to actually execute those to, to an effective place to, to make it happen. 
and they are starting to pop up in games. They are starting to be able to happen in games and it feels good. I feel like I'm making progress, which once I'm out of those games motivates me to get back into training, which feels really good that, you know, it's, it's not about the games anymore. It's about the training. It's about taking time to practice these things and, and grind them out just that little bit more so that every single time I step onto the pitch, I feel ready to go. I feel like I'm in a good place and I feel confident, confident, confident about how I'm about to touch the ball and and the things that I'm able to do on the pitch. So then the next thing, and this is kind of where my whole mind kind of contradicts myself and I get in this kind of uh, paradox of wanting to train. And one of the things that I get to train the most right now is my decision making, my rotating, my positioning. So it's important for me to be able to train those things and make the right decisions. And at the same time, I'm not always making the touches that I want to make. So I feel like I should be in free play. I feel like I should be in training packs. So I kind of have these two opposing sides pulling at me at all times. And I know that as long as I'm working on something, I'm making progress. And making progress is the most important part of all of this because at least I am moving forward in some fashion on an everyday basis. And I think that one thing that would really help me the most right now is working on those touches because I feel like I have made progress in terms of making the right decision of being where to be on the field and when to go for the ball and how to be more aware of my opponents, how to be more aware of my teammates, how to work with all of those things. And now the next part is getting into a place where I'm getting myself closer to the play that I can control my car better to make a possession start so that I can beat opponents so that I can set up my teammates. And I, I feel like I am getting more assists than I used to. I'm setting up a lot of goals for my teammates and my friends because I may not be able to get to a place where I can complete a play to create a shot for myself and then score. And I'm setting up a lot of open nets. I'm setting up a lot of good balls that are right in front of the net, which is awesome. And I don't want to label myself as a quote unquote passer. I'm not the assist guy. I'm only the assist guy right now because I can't go all the way from setting up a good air dribble to completing that air dribble into a shot. Or I'm not all the way to setting up a good double tap for myself. I might be able to get the touch that hits the ball to the backboard. But now my teammate has to follow that up because I don't have enough boost or it's not in the perfect place for me to follow up. And now I get to move to the next level of setting that up for myself so that I can score that. And then after I do that, then I get to take the time to actually learn how to do all the spinny, spinny, fancy stuff with my air roll left so that I can look all cool and fancy while I'm doing it. And we will get there eventually, and the car control just isn't there quite yet. And, I mean, if we're being, if we're all being honest with each other, if I'm being honest with you, the one thing that I should be doing is practicing that right now because air roll left and, and using that in-game is completely different than just air flying through the air. So my my car control in the air is going to take 30 steps backwards 40 steps backwards once I start to really try to do air roll left effectively 
And I know that there are reasons for it besides just looking fancy. And I think right now I'm hesitating on working on it because I don't want to lose my car control in the air at the same time that I'm working on all these other things. But I mean, oh gosh, now am I just going to have to start working on that and, and get really bad really fast and have another thing to work on? I I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that right now at the end of this podcast, but it is something that is on the back of my mind. It is something that I am going to work on, so I might just have to pull the trigger, and it makes my stomach upset to think about pulling the trigger on that right now. So I I that's not I I just can't do it. I can't do it. How about that for some thoughts on Rocket League, huh? I again let me know what you think of these episodes. Did you make it all the way here? If so, hit me up in the Discord and let me know what you think. I enjoy kind of spewing out my thoughts about what I'm working on and where I'm going next and how I'm getting there and the things that are helping me grow as a Rocket League player because I just enjoy this stuff. That's that's what I like doing. That's what I like talking about. That's what I like thinking about. And that's why I love this game so much. And that's why I love doing this podcast even when sometimes I do it by myself. So thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, It means the world to me. I am excited about the future of the podcast and the future of the show and everything that's going on right now. I feel like we're building a lot of momentum and I'm excited about it. So thank you for the boost.